When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, hi folks and uh, you're welcome along to a special edition of the Irish Examiner Championship Podcast 2019, obviously on the eve of the Hurling Championship. Myself and Jar are here again. We're very privileged to have uh, Derek McGrath with us today. You're very welcome, Derek. Well, let's look, sure, I suppose, the way I was looking at it there the other day was, you know, the 19th of August seems to me like three months ago. You know, it's hard to believe it's nine months ago, isn't it? And the whole glow of the Limerick thing and the... Uh, the magic in the air that day, I suppose, not winning since 73. But all of a sudden, now here, we're back to square one and no one is champions, really. Like, it's it's the 2019 championship. I suppose they're sitting back, they're sitting back and they have a week's grace that they can sit back and say, well, let's have a look at the other four in, in Munster and see, um, you know, how, they're, how they've gone in preparation. But uh, at the same time, it must be difficult for them not to be involved at the, at the very start of it. You know what I mean? I'd say, you know, all the matches have been geared for the, the 11th, 12th of May. And they have a week out, you know what I mean? So I yeah. suppose they can sit back and watch. But uh, as you say, um, the weather, summer, sport all over the, the last couple of weeks with what's going on, you know, it's been brilliant. But I think just I think we're all just waiting for, for, for you know, for the throw in on Saturday night. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose the three of us are all not too far gone from management. Me, the furthest, but you were the, you were the closest, Derek. Um, and you kind of feel... What do you think this week? Like I, I always get along, and I, I, I'm gone since 14, and I still get along. And yes, mixed, mixed emotions really. And that sounds probably difficult for people to understand when you're just out of it. Try not winning since 1959. You speak a limerick, but try not <laughs> winning since 1959. You know the emotion in Waterford. Yeah, look, big, big build up in Waterford, obviously based on the home ven- venue and availability, and makes it a little bit harder from a personal point of view. You know, that sounds a bit selfish, but just passing down there Thursday night or Tuesday night. Past the ground, you know, and the place was humming with cars outside. The lads were obviously inside working hard ahead of the game and, you know, simulating what they're hoping to do on Sunday, if you like. So, a big build up in Waterford from the, as you said yourself, the whole West Park availability being a game changer in many respects based on what happened last year. So, huge crescendo building in Waterford and, and hopefully we can perform on the day. Still a few tickets available, I believe. I don't think the clear crowd are travelling. Uh... Yeah, so I believe, listen, in, in our own club in Delisal, we, we, there was a draw initially. You know, there was kind of a bit of scaremongering yeah. initially, you know, in terms of we know tickets available. Tickets became available even, even yesterday within our own, within our own club, um, Delisal, for the stand and the terrace. The, the word on the street was that about 1,000 tickets had come back from Clare. So, you know, maybe they're looking at the fact that without being, you know, the proximity of the Gaelic grounds and the two home grounds almost makes it, to, you know, in terms of, it's fair, co- it's fair cosy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the optics and how it looks for the three home, home games and maybe they're, they're waiting to see how they want to watch again. Yeah. How do you feel, Derek, just throw it in there, I suppose, looking at the start of, of, of next uh, next Sunday. Take it back 12 months when you had to travel to you had to travel away from Walsh Park and the situation where you didn't get the home games and now you see you know, the game on Sunday. Uh, when you look back on it? Ah, yeah. yeah. You'd probably look back and say this openly, yeah. a bit of regret in terms of your own stance and... and not being as forceful perhaps, but there was, there was other issues going on, yeah. scenes, you know, that, that, that kind of lent itself to, to yeah. a development. And, you know, like in any management position, you weigh up the pros and cons of coming out publicly and saying something. It's not a case of, you know, you see Keane O'Neill, as I said before, being forceful on the whole Newbridge or nowhere. And I think it acted as a catalyst probably for the war for people to kind of say, why didn't we stand firm in that respect? But there was a lot more issues behind the scene, I think, involving health and safety, involving maybe perhaps, you know, the whole... Uh, amalgamation or merger of, of forces ahead of funding etc for next year in terms of the development and that so yeah you'd, you'd obviously feel a tinge of regret but you know you're hoping that, that your objections or your lack of objection has acted as a catalyst for the mm. games actually being on there now this year you know I just look on at the at the game Derek you know I, I, I had, I'm on on Sunday you know so <clears throat> obviously I had to do a fair bit of looking back at matches and just like you know I would think I was on the night of the Clearwater game uh, last year 
um, and you kind of forget, you know, with all the games, you kind of forget, and then just watched it twice, once early last weekend, and once on the Bank Holiday Monday, and like just like thinking back on it, like and looking back on it now, like I mean, it was an absolute case of what could go wrong went wrong on the day above Ennis. Yeah, look, he said, you know, you knew how, do you know how much goes into it yourselves, you know, in terms of meticulous planning for what eventuality down to the night before we were in Limerick, the Champions League final was actually on between. Liverpool and Madrid and, and we were watching the final, everything was, you know, detailed. You go in, you have, I think you have everything scripted, then you lose your full back, your centre back, you haven't lost them in the first place, you lose two more your forwards as the game develops. But that's that's the nature of it, you know. And look, you cling to things like you're four points up when Tyg went off and you're kinda of saying, Jesus, like everything seems to be rosy, you get a good performance the week after. But look, that's the nature of it, you know, and that's the nature of playing those three or four weeks in a row. You think you've everything planned. We had a horrendous league last year. So there's a bit of doubt as well. That's the only thing I would say. Sometimes when you enter a championship with a little bit of doubt in your mind as to where you really are. And the records show over the last number of years that people are able to follow that kind of momentum that they've they've had since the league into the championship, if you like. So, you know, that's that's perhaps the doubt that's on Clare's side now as much as it is on Waterford's side because Waterford have been in the league final. Yeah, but I think that's that's us and ye, Derek. I think Jor and we'll go, we'll turn to that maybe like I just think and we'll go back to the game specifically yeah, yeah. like but tip Seem to put some bit of an effort into the league. Cork seemed to put no effort into the league except the Limerick game, maybe. Yeah, I think I think he set out from my other point of view. He set out to the start of the year trying to find a few players. He brought, he went back. Uh, he set his opening as well. He needed to 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 have a stronger bench. And I think that when the team is announced tonight, I don't think you will find too many changes from his starting fifteen from last year. So I think the guys that he has found, maybe he went back to Stephen McDonald. Went back to Aidan Walsh, he tried to find a few players there to, to strengthen the bench from that point of view. So I think he knew he was kind of tried and trusted, but he was trying to he was trying to uh, trying to build on that. But just in terms of in the, of the psyche, you're like yeah. Derek yeah. Gannibal, you know, yeah. I, I I would have found that with Clare or with yeah. Dublin, yeah. like uh, Derek said about Waterford, but it doesn't seem to bother Cork no, even I, I, one iota. Like. I like we were saying even the day of the match down in Park down Parkering that day we were coming out like as you said it wasn't even a match, it wasn't even a contest. Like Tipper, nineteen points up at one stage and uh, absolutely cruising. It's forgotten about. It's gone. It's 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 Cork. Well, I don't think we'll have. It's gone from the psyche completely. You know, the the weather's changed. You know, they they they're unbeaten in Munster for the last two years. So I think the confidence they'll get from that. You know, they're they know they have a good team. They know they're not not far away from Limerick, who are probably the the guys at the top of the bar at the moment. So I don't think it'll be an issue. I think they'll turn it around fairly quickly enough. They went up to Kilkenny, beat him in a match that didn't really matter, but it was a nice one to win. It was a nice one to finish on. Yeah. And then you start your preparation in, and you know I don't think I don't think that match against Tip will have any, any any relevance at all. I think you said something there, Derek, about you were four points up and actually watching it again. How you know you'd forget. Like Kevin Moran got nearly a, you know an eighty percent chance of a goal, and I think it hit David McInerney's hurley before Donald Tui got a chance to either save it or it went in, and the ball went straight down the field, and John Conlon got that goal, and or got the penalty, and Peter Duggan got the goal. It's just. Small margins, like, and what, like, this weekend would we'll say, I was looking at that match, like, for me, nearly Jamie Shanahan was nearly man of the match, wing back, he's out, mm-hmm. Conor Cleary suspended, mm-hmm. David Reedy put in a huge shift at wing forward that day, Conor McGrath, okay, while he wasn't going great, it's still Conor McGrath, and he was Conor Ford, they're all gone, mm-hmm. like, and get more match specific, like, with the amount of people Watford have back available compared to that day, you know. Mm-hmm. You were down Aussie, I think, and you were down uh, Philip before the match, mm-hmm. and then you lost all the boys. Mm-hmm. And Kevin gets sent off, harmless enough, really, for yeah. what he got sent off for. Like it, there's there's a fair dynamic swing, isn't there, with Walsh Park thrown into the equation as well? Yeah, and you talk about the, you know, the psyche of the Cork people, and, and you're right in terms of the Clare and Water one, based on probably not the tradition of absolute winning, if you like, the Cork have. But yeah, it's a fair swing, and I think, you know, I was amazed at that not the lack of courage around Davy Reedy's absence, but. You know, even preparing for Clare over the last number of years really was crucial to how we prepared, like in terms of what he brought to the whole thing. You know, a very, very dynamic player, able to get up and down the field, strong, you know, low to the ground, very, very good player, you know. And, and you're right, Conor McGrath, who suffered almost, look, 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 confidence issues almost over the, the last couple of years, but again, preparing for Clare over the years, you kind of say to yourself. And the one thing that, that struck me and strikes me a little bit about Clare, it reminds me almost of the winter of 2017 for us. You know, we, we, we were very close to winning all Ireland in 2017. We spent the winter listening to people saying, you're very close, you're so close. You know, and the psyche is similar in that. All I hear about is Shanahar's ball off the post against Gaul in the semi-final. We were very close to winning all Ireland. Clare, we should have been in the all Ireland final. If we were in the all Ireland, we would have beaten Limerick. You know, the general psyche is that. 
you know, Clare seem to have something over Limerick in, in big games, borne out by the last couple of years actually. But so there's a danger in relying on that. There's also a kind of a parallel between when we played Clare in the in the championship of 2016. Conan was out injured in the run up to the game. He only came back after a five or six week absence. Shane O'Donnell has been away. I know you can argue freshness. You can argue what they'll bring by having no hurling for the for the for the winter. But there seems to be a little bit of doubt there in my mind, allied to, you know, the losses of the, of some key players. So I think it's there's a big swing there in my my opinion. And Dale, just I suppose if we look at the format this year, Clare going to going to Wash Park. If that doesn't work out for them, they have three weeks to sit in it, and and then come back in and they've three weeks in a row trying to trying to trying to turn that around. Yeah, it's massive. How, how do you see that? How do you see that playing out? It's massive, Jerry. I, I honestly feel like if Clare don't come out of Watch Park with something, yeah. a draw, I take the hand off you for it now, tell yeah. you the truth. You know, yeah. just from a completely clear supporter's head, yeah. I, I take their, your hand off for a draw yeah. because yeah. I would say we'd have we'd have Tip and Cork come in tennis. And like, there is that bit of a kind of a fortress in us kind yeah. of built up, now whether it's true or not. Yeah. You know, we, we use it and we, we yeah. milk it sort of, you know. Um, and we'd feel we could now based on that recent results against Cox's 13 I don't know what that would be based on because I think we beat him in one league game and, and since, since well, that match it depends match. I suppose at the end of this it's the last match yeah. for, for both countries where they're going to be at in four or five weeks time it's very hard to predict it everyone's yeah. on about the occasion will there be something to play for yeah, absolutely yeah. the other interesting thing I think is if Waterford beat Clare on Sunday there's two points and there's a potential head to heads in terms of if two teams are left on four points at the end of the championship I think it's massive even if Clare were to get to four points from their two home games and Waterford were to pick up another two points, and say one team ended up with six points and two teams with four points, yeah. the head to head will come into play then. Yeah. You know, in terms of you know, in terms of uh, uh, whether you're in the Munster final mm-hmm. or whether you're third, or possibility if one team has two points and two teams with four points. So, I don't think it'll be as as kind of cut and trust or done as it was last year. We went into the Cork game last year, last game, nothing. Not the for, yeah. Everything was gone. I think it'll go to the last game. Just it's just a feeling, you know. Uh, last weekend and Waterford won't be involved that last yeah. weekend. Yeah. Limerick Tip and Clare yeah. Park. Yeah. What yeah. about O'Donnell? Uh, yeah. Obviously, you talk about freshness, and but the fact he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't hurled at any significant level yeah. for six months. Like I, I was writing a bit about it today there, and I was just saying, like you know, people are saying I think they beat Dublin in a challenge match. Sure, uh, I found out as much from <laughs> Dublin as I did yeah. from Clare to tell the truth. <laughs> but they were slinging the ball around, seemingly himself and Condon, and looked good, but. Yeah. That, you know yourself that can happen yes, after awesome. coming back yeah. and he would have been poking ball poking ball over in Harvard like don't you know him he'd be, he'd be fanatically dedicated but that's not the same as playing national league games yeah. and it's not the same as playing club league games and you know hitting and training every night and you know I mean there's no one doubting he's, he's a physical type of play like he won't go back from anything he go for every ball but how ready is he how ready is John Conlon like Derek yeah. alluded to it it's 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 a huge and if we don't get a return, I know probably Waterford, maybe young Prunty looks like he might be full back, mm-hmm. will he? Yeah, yeah. And like this time last year, you'd be saying, God, advantage clear, like John Conlon, the form he's in, but like John Conlon literally has played I think two challenge games, not fully, yeah. and twenty minutes for Clanlara and the county league, you know, since he picked up that injury. Mm-hmm. So like and he's not getting younger either, yeah, John Conlon. Yeah. So like you know, we saw you know ourselves. Yeah, and again, you're looking at you're looking at last year. You're saying Duggan had the year of his life last year. Conlon had the year of his life last year. O'Donnell had a serious year last year. And you're saying there's probably a bit a doubt about all three in terms of not form, just can they go again? Now it only takes a kind of I suppose anything acting as a catalyst to get them over the line. But um, it's just so interesting to see. I you know, and you talk about young Prunty. Connor was in the panel with us now for three or four years and he's ready to go, you know. Oh, barren injury, he would have been involved before this and he's he's a very, very good man marker and I think you have to take into account the dynamics, the, the dimension of the pitch in Welsh Park in terms of, you know, Clare are renowned for opening up, creating space, coming deep and trying to open up space one-on-one or two-on-two. It's harder to do in Welsh Park, definitely. Yeah, I look at I've, I've played there, I've been there and, you know, people... Often say it was like that Cusick Park small field, like, but it's actually been proven sure it's as big as Crow Park, mm-hmm. but it's just the crowd or so near you. Mm-hmm. But Watch Park, the pitch is actually mm-hmm. puck outs. Like, I, I, I would say puck outs here now, yeah, Stephen O'Keefe. 100%. And you, you know, even even you came to us in a relegation match when you were double manager, you opened us up for five or six goal chances. I remember that day. So it's very hard to create those chances. Well, I will say in a one off game, puck outs, very hard to pinpoint your man. Even when Nicky Quay comes in three weeks' time, I'm saying to myself, we have a chance here because they're not going to be as clinical. The only thing you could see 
with both Limerick and Clare is if they go just an absolute direct route, put Shanahar, put Conlon in, put Duggan inside, and with, with, with Limerick, put Hegarty, put Gillan inside, put Jamie Flanagan inside, big men can go inside and you can go a different route too. Is there pressure on Waterford to, you know, obviously the home team's trying to get a result Sunday. If if, if it doesn't go their way Sunday, they've, they've Limerick coming to town in a couple of weeks' time, you know, that's going to be very difficult as well. And all of a sudden you could find yourself down down four points and, and then having to go to having to go to Cork. You know, so it's, it's there is a bit of pressure on the home team to win on Sunday, isn't there? There is. I think there is. Look, only one home game was lost last year. I think Tip lost to Clare, and you know Jake Morris puts the ball in the net. Tip will win that match. So there's only one home game. So we're basing on last, but we're basing it on also the emotion that's gone into the decision behind Welsh Park. So can the lads deal with it? Knowing the steadiness of the lads, knowing what I think will be the five, six, seven, which will be Philip Manny, Toy, Kevin, Jamie, Maron, Connor, Gleeson, and Austin and Paulie on the two wings. That that middle. We've talked a lot about the Bennets, if you like, throughout the year, but I think that middle seven or eight guys, very, very steady guys, you know, really steady, no, add Noel to the mix in the full back line, guys that have been around the block, they're going to deal with, you know, the occasion as, as, as it is in front of them, if you like, and I think they have the ability to do that, and I'd, I'd back them on that, the ability to be able to kind of separate themselves from the emotion that's gone into the whole decision-making behind Welsh Park and just play it as they see in front of them, you know, but they're... You know, you get the impression just from I'm being on the outside that they're just ready to go at it, you know. Are you on the outside? Or is <laughs> I don't know, geez, I am. I, I tell you, it's like anything. You, yeah, know, you have to step away. Yeah, yeah, you're better yeah, off yeah. because you're hanging around like a bad smell to a certain extent. You don't want that kind of feeling that you're, you know, that you're trying to control things or you're trying to be in the, be in the background in any way. You know, I think that that's, it's human nature that you're, you're feeling the pinch this week. I think that's a, you know, I think you'd be, you'd be accused of being a hypocrite if you didn't kind of, there's no sense of, 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 you know, isolation or anything like that, but there's a sense of, of course, you want to see him do well, but there's part of you like to say, Jesus, I'd love to be involved too. I think that's only human nature, really. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now just, just the last thing on it, it's hard to call it, we, we, we'll try and call it anyway, but uh, Tony Kelly, what do you think, what do you think Waterford will, will do with him? Like, obviously, he can murder you if he's, yeah. if he's on song, and, and uh, some days... He's been a bit inconsistent, yeah, yeah. F- for sure. But uh, I think he'd be the first to admit that himself. But you know, on a going day, he can really. Ah, yeah. ah brilliant player. Right? But uh, just going on the past, I suppose. 2016, he went wing forward, and Philip Manny. Our, our plan, I suppose, was Philip would take him to 65 yards, and we'd have an extra midfielder. Shane Bennett would take him. Then after he's into that, you know, and he become part of the pack. We no really specific plan for him. I think if he's midfield on Sunday, it'll be obvious Conor Gleeson will just take him and hound him for, for the hour. He's well used to that, though. He's been hounded in Clare club matches by O'Shea O'Brien. I've seen one of the Clare club matches where he was hounded by O'Shea. He's been hounded all his life, so he's well used to that. So I think if he's midfield, yeah, there's there's um, there's um definitely Conor Gleeson will follow him all over the place. If he's centre-forward, Tyke has a kind of a, a exposed, he's at a, in a quandary there. Tyke will hope to be able to mark him when he's 50 yards from the goal. And maybe leave him go 100 yards, won't want to, you know, leave his full back line exposed. In Welsh Park, that's a bit easier. Ty would be able to go with him, stay with him, and still be able to kind of sweep up and do his job at the same time. So, no specific job, Baron, he's midfield. If he's, you know, if he goes to 10, he goes to 12, I'd say, imagine Kevin will pick him, Philip will pick him. So, I don't think he'll get a specific marker, Baron, that he's midfield, you know. Do you think he'll win it? I do, I do. Look, I, th- I expect Clare to come hugely motivated based on the league game, based on, you know, you know, you, if you're a manager, you're clinging to something. You're going to cling to, perhaps, you know, we never turned up in the league game. You know, you might even, con- you know, concoct a story that, you know, we weren't treated well in Welsh Park. Right? You know, you know, you're always looking for an edge of some, <laughs> some, some respect, if you like. And I think Clare are going to come with a massive effort. But I think it's just too much doubt in my mind. I think Waterford in a good place. League final, right, we didn't play well in the league final, but there's confidence there. You know, they're, they're, they've prepared well. They've been a week in Portugal, training hard as a group. Very, very united, good spirit there. And I think they'll win it. And I, I'm, I'm loath to say they'll win it comfortably, but I think they'll win it by, by four points or more. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'd be loath to go against the local knowledge and, and the, 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 uh, the inside track that Derek would have. I, but I think home advantage, Welsh Park and all the emotion going with it, you know, I suppose you can see the, the, the fact that Clare aren't travelling to, to support the team would raise a few questions. We spoke about six or seven weeks ago there to quarterfinal find that. Waterford scoring 31 points against them down in Durham Welsh Park would have had to, you know, they certainly would have would have would have sown a few seeds of doubt in their head. But Clare, you know, there's probably not so much pressure on them that your first match away from home, you know, it wouldn't, you know, the home team are nearly expected to win it. 
if Clare get a result all of a sudden you know that that's such a lift for them knowing that they have two of their last three matches at home and they'll be looking at well that, that we've no chance of getting to four to six points and even get to the Munster final yeah. so I, I think for, for all for, for both games on Sunday and even in Leinster as well I, th- yeah. I think momentum is huge like the first game sets the tone for the last cup you know for the rest of the season I think Clare were the only team last year that, that uh, lost the first one, lost the first one yeah. and came back so, but I'd be going for Waterford. I think Waterford have a, you know, I think they 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 had a nice league. I think in uh, in fairness to Parrick, I think he tried a few players. I think he he looked at a few players that uh, he had to put his own stamp on uh, on the team after taking over from Berwick. So I think he went about it in a, in a good way. He went to it, you know, Walsh Park on over as well. Got the home, got the home, the home venue, the home fixture. Got the supporters on his side. I'd say from that point of view, and I'd say gave quite a few players a chance. And I'd say as a result, I know there seems to be, you know, you hear there's, there's no rumblings other than very positive. A lot of players have got a chance, and, and, and that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't my article finished for, for tomorrow yet, but I think I might have to go back over it. <laughs> go, go on for a clear result. <laughs> but, uh, you're, there's a few doubts gone into the head there. I actually do think, though, that the 31 points hockey in the quarterfinal, funnily enough, now this is a clear psyche thing. Like We are not like Kilkenny or maybe Cork or Tip in some ways. No, you couldn't argue that they are like that at the moment. Uh, but we we never really, I'd say, put kind of a three in a row together or a four in a row or anything like that, no matter what kind of a team we have. The, the, just, I think there's something in our culture that's laid back. But we're a ferocious county, I would say, for a backlash, you know, and, and that kind of a, you don't know, so yeah. by God, we're going to do you back, like, yeah. you know, and the worse it got that day in the quarterfinal, I was thinking this might help yeah. for the championship match you know also. Just, I just said that, again there's probably a couple of doubts you know obviously obviously yeah. Conor Cleary huge loss at centre back I don't know who's going to go in there Jack Brown, Jack Brown with centre back um, John Connell hasn't played in a while O'Donnell's been away uh, you know as you said the question Peter Duggan you know can he have another year like he had last year yeah. uh, so there are there's a lot of questions there that need that need answering and it's a it's a, it's a tough place to go, in, to, go to, to go and answer them The other interesting one just from a water point of view Stephen Bennett, Pauly Manny. Free taking? It's free taking. Yeah. Like, like Stephen is a very good free taker, but I think Pauly is one of the best free takers in the country. So it'd be just interesting. I haven't enough of an insight track to know who's in the free zone. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know just, if you... just, just, you know, it'd be an interesting one for me. I, I can understand the psyche behind it. Stephen is playing really, really well. So his confidence is very, very high. So worrying, good decision of Pauly putting his faith in him. But I'm just, you know, I'm not, you know, he's a very good free taker, but I think Pauly is a, is a, is a 9 out of 10 man. I'd agree with you, but then during the week I saw Austin Gleeson on Twitter putting in his fantasy uh, hurling team and Stephen Bennett picked on it and I said, that'll do Ozzy, Stephen's hitting the free so <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so, anyway, anyway, sure, we, 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 we'll see what happens. I, I, I'll kick the touch there. I, as I said, I take the hand off you for a pint. <laughs> we, get, we get a couple of pints in, in, in De La Salle, right? Mount Sinai, <laughs> up around there. They're all offering free parking and stuff like that. And, I notice. and listen, my own parents have only 30 hours in the field you're more than welcome <laughs> oh well I'll actually be in the spanking new as has had its problems down here in this this town uh, in the spanking new Parky Keeve I, I was actually there last night um, there was a preview night on Tomas McKay had organised actually a great night with uh, The Rock and uh, we were doing a few pictures uh, out on the one of the railings up on the upper deck I said, I'm not standing alongside you for these pictures. I said, the upper deck, because you wouldn't know what they do with you. But uh, I have to say, Conor Han and uh, Conor McMurphy and Damien Callahan, the two Callahans, were out just poking around and the pitch. Oh, did it look good? Look, look, look fantastic, brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting because we played in the quarter final there two years ago against, against Wexford. Look, pitch was fantastic, but it was a bit dead. Have to be completely mm-hmm. honest in terms of bounce. Well, that's the one thing. Just, just, just well, interesting now to see how that. Well, that's the one thing you couldn't tell really, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that whole season there was an awful lot of guys hopping the ball off the ground, yeah, all yeah. To, you know, in the course of the championship. Yeah. So you were trying to get rid of that. And it, it came down to the quarter final. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to bat the ball and it wasn't coming back. Ozzy's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so what I said, just your known factor is—is is it? A, you know, it might look well, but you won't know until it goes out. Yeah. You know, how is it as lively or as dead as what? Yeah, like from from the stand. No, I took a picture of it and I sent it to a couple of my mates at home and I said she's looking well yeah. what was all the fuss about one fella said to me like 
sure Rob is going to have it right. Yeah. Uh, it cost a few bob, I presume. Like. I would, yeah, I suppose it did. And the fact they're going to, I suppose they're going tearing it up like at the end of the Munster Championship and relaying the whole pitch. But I'd say, you know, again, like anything, um, it's, it's, important, it it's important locally, it's important for Cork that the pitch is good. You know, they got a lot of criticism, um, justifiably so for the state of it, for the, for, for the match in, in earlier on. But hopefully, you know, they've, they've, um, I've, I know Stephen Forrest, the guy in charge of the pitch, and I've no doubt he'll get it right. Yeah, just talking to Tomas Small last night, like he was saying, they're, they're expecting 30 plus. Uh, ticket wise, you know, I think there's 26,000 tickets sold already, like, so it should be a great occasion there, I'd say, you know, one of, one of the best ones since it opened, really. Well, like, Cork and Tip is, you know, we were just you know, talking to a few people from Tip this morning, like, the, you know, like Cork and Tip is just fantastic, you know, it's the history, the tradition, Tip coming to town, you know, you know, first time playing in the new stadium. Uh, against Cork, like it'll be, you know, this, the, the rivalry and the matches that have been there over the years, like you know, and you know, I suppose we take a bit, a bit of the sustenance from the fact that we have a good record there against them. Tip haven't beaten us too many times in Parky Keeve, you know, and even though it's been redeveloped and all that, uh, I think you know that, that we'll we'll need to be ready for it because you know. What about the city council cleaning up all the tin file the following morning after the sandwiches? <laughs> Is that, will that be a problem, Joe? Not a problem. They're all that's all covered. That's all. That's, I think they got a new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> the game, Derek. Well, what do you think of the game? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, again, I'm in between. I happened to bump into a couple of my, my wife was 40 odd a few weeks ago. We went out to Cork for a night there, so we went. I was out and I was dragged out to Mahan Point the next day, like you know. So I was um, out in Mahan Point, I bumped into a couple of the Cork lads, and um, that's only three weeks ago. But they, they told me then they were going back on the Monday night after the club championship, which effectively gave them two and a half weeks preparation. I was so surprised by it, you know, to be honest with you, because. You know, when I compare it to Waterford, the boys went back the Wednesday night after the first round of club hurling matches, so they've had a five, six week run in, I've seen. Plus Portugal. Yeah, and plus Portugal, I've seen, you know, I know Clare were in Carton House, Kilkenny were in Foda, you know, I was, I was saying, look at all this prepara uh, preparation in comparison to what Cork are going through. Are, 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 I'm not questioning the preparation, I'm just saying the psyche almost again, you know, that if they produce next Sunday on the back of two and a half weeks, now I know they were in Clarny last weekend because I was. I was down in Clarence myself, I'm living up since I was down in Clarence. You're following them around, Derek, yeah? <laughs> From last year, we said we'd we arrange the bank holiday weekend, we said we'd we go down and have a bit of crack down, so we'd great crack, we bumped into the... This is like when one of your exes is getting <laughs> yeah, married yeah, or something, you organise a few of the boys to go away, is it? <laughs> up in up in Fitzgerald Stadium on, on Saturday evening, I said, I'd be cheeky now if I went into it, so I didn't bother, we, we stayed having a bit of crack, but um, yeah, I was just surprised that you know, the two and a half weeks run into it. With, you know, going on the underperformance, if you like, in the league. And, and then I said to myself, hang on now, six Ted of forwards, that'll probably be Lahan, Horgan, you know, Carney, um, uh, I'm missing some very obvious here now. Um, Kent uh, Kingston, Cadigan, Cadigan, yeah. Hoggy, you know, back yeah. I'm saying to myself, Jesus, like, probably the best six Ted of forwards in the business, Jamie Harnady, obviously. Yeah. And I'm saying, you know, if anyone can do it, they can do it, you know. So that's where I am with it. You know, everyone talks about defensive stability, etc. Everyone talks about question marks over three and six. I'm not so much in that bracket because I think Damien Callan is a much maligned player, in actual fact, in, 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 in not in public circles, but, you know, we always found it hard to get to the end of him. You point to the fact we only played one up against three there, but, you know, but no, look, we, you know. I we didn't say that directly. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. We won't go there. Too, too, we, don't, we, we need a long time for that debate. But, um, yeah, look, I think there, sometimes invariably when you're talking about something, the run-up to something, you say, God, I'm not sure about Cork's stability at the back. How will they be? You know, the Cork boys listen to that all the time, and eventually, you know, the way the forwards were playing over the last few years, kind of coming back to field, getting up the field at the same time, bringing a huge work ethic to it, almost guised any deficiencies they had. So I'm in between. I think Tip have had a massive preparation, but I think there's a little bit of doubt for me as regards Cork's preparation. I guess I threw, during the interval last night, I said to The Rock, like, I said, Jesus, like, I, and I, I watched actually the Glen and Middleton, it was on TG Cahar, mm -hmm. and uh, God, the sharpness of Lehan and Hoggy on the day. I yeah, said, the, myself, these yeah. guys are, are going well. But I threw it out to The Rock, like the clear... No championship matches. They were allowed to play two to three league games, all right, but they wouldn't even be training for those. They'd be still training with Clare. Um, you know, Waterford's preparation, Tip's preparation, I'd say, has been fairly... We know they were on at camp earlier, yeah. obviously, than, than when Waterford ran it. And uh, Rock says, I oh, think it's madness. He says, Clare not playing championship. He says, 
Yeah, go and play with your club there. I says, get good championship tough games under your belt, boy. And, and you'll be ready then come back in train and have a right cut off each other and different psyche. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree with a lot of that. If you've got a game, you know, three or four weeks out, that's, a, that's you know, going back to, I suppose, the days when we played, there was nothing like getting a very good championship match to kind of, you know, to, to, to sharpen you for what's to, what's to come. Because you knew coming off a club match you were going down and, you know, you had to raise the bar and go to a, a different level. But, you know, as against, you know, I think it's much better to get a game at that standard rather than stop training for four or five weeks. And there's only so many A versus B matches you can have and whites versus reds, whatever you call them. So I would think that, you know, maybe Myler would have looked for an extra week or so. But, the, you know, that was, the, that was the agreement. Like he got three weeks from Sunday to Sunday from the time that they finished. And he had, you know, he had... That'd be that'd be plenty par for the course down here. I don't think there's any chance he would have got any more than that in the preparation for it. And I said they had a lot of they had a lot of work done during the year, and I think they're quite. You know, when you look and go through the team, a team is not going to change too much from what's been there last year. They're quite experienced. They're quite settled. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I'd say that, that, that you know, for us anyway down here, I think that playing that match, uh, playing a game three weeks out, I think is a good sharpener. Yeah, again, after last night, I think I'll have to change the article for tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> um, not, not just on that note, Gerard, but you were saying there'd be very little changes, but a fair bit of talk about there might be a switch at full-back last night. Yeah, yeah, it's been, like I suppose, the two positions that have been talked about in Cork, there's obviously left cornerback, uh, obviously Colmus Banan, was a huge loss. Huge you know, a huge loss. Uh, was very good last year, you know, real leader within the team. Uh, very very good guy. He's he's a he's a big loss, and you know I think it's been it's been kind of debated, and it's been people asking who's going in there, and I think they're not sure if from you know if you hear little stories coming out in relation to who's going in there. Did they go with Stephen McDonald, who had a, a very poor club match actually played with Glenda in that match against Middleton, but they played in midfield, so he was out of you know he was out of position. Will they go back to him? Will they try one of the younger guys, the likes of Darren Brown, uh, or you know the likes of Noel O'Leary or Owen Cadigan? You know they're all in the mix. I think he'll go with, with Damien Cahillan. I'd, I'd be surprised if he he's been a he's been a fan enough of Damien since he came in. So I'd be surprised if he uh, if he moves on. Yeah, um, I I talking to one of the Cork ex players that was there last night. Uh, he said there'll be one debutant. I think Connor Connor Brown is it was mentioned. Darren Brown. Darren Brown from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he UCC? No, he was he was Mary I. He's Mary Captain Mary I this year. Right, yeah, he's right, he's, a, right. he's a good he. he he hasn't a huge amount of exposure playing at at, at, at uh, intercounty level. Got a couple of chances. Uh, good man marker, uh, but it's it's a big test. It's a big step up. You know, he uh, I saw him playing the Fitzgibbon final. He he marked Shane Kingston that day and did did well. Hell, Shane got a point off money. You know what I mean? So um, it's that's kind of the word I suppose that they're going to go with Aaron Brown. And Kingston is an interesting one, Jared. You know, just not because you're here at Fitzgibbon point of view, but he had some Fitzgibbon <coughs> campaign. He really looked hungry. He really looked back to his best and. It's it's probably going to be a situation where he's going to make an impact off the bench. Now it looks like maybe. Again, I get, there's very little talk, very little coming out in relation to how the setup was going to be. I, I personally would start Shane. I think, the, I think Shane had a great year with us. I think his confidence now is is, is at a place is is at, is at a high. I think if you don't start him and, and try to sell him a story that he's an impact player, might knock him back a bit. Um, he also has a good record against Tipperary. I think if you look back over the years as regards scores and what he can do, like he's got serious pace. And I think you look at the Tipperary backline there; they're not blessed with it with a huge amount of it. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be finding a place for Kingston in that six forwards. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were you were in charge of UCC, and you I think you were doing the co-commentary, and I was watching the two E at home uh, on the laptop that night, and I, I thought he won that, and that was the Fitzgibbon winning game, really, yeah. the DCU game. I thought he he was your man that night. He yeah. really. Yeah, I was hoping that he could be able to translate that form, if you like, into the county championship based on the confidence that he has from the Fitzgibbon campaign. You know, because look, he can burn you. And anyone will know when, when a fella can burn you like you're in bother. But the, the word on the ground right here, and it's going to be a full forward line of Cadigan, Horgan, and and Lahan. That's that's you know that's what I'm being told. If you like, but your sources are obviously a lot better than mine. Well, I know I, I'm not. I don't know yeah. the inside and track. Yeah, I, I know they played Dublin in the challenge last Tuesday week, I think. And Fitzgibbon was actually in the fours. Dara Fitzgibbon. Yeah. So that would leave you with Carney, Shamey, Harrity, Fitzgibbon, Cadigan, Horgan, and Lahan, which is. I wouldn't like to be trying to keep up with them anyway, I'd put it to that way. But look, again, and, and, and on the Thursday night they actually played Kerry in the challenge match. And they put out, they had Aidan Walsh and Cadigan and Mead, or sorry, Mead and Kingston, all those playing. That, so maybe it's a mix and match situation. Yeah, there was. I think that. Yeah, I think the worry with, with Alan Cadigan was that he hasn't got an awful lot done. He's come back from injury, came back against Tip and played in the league match and played corner forward and started really well, but was taken off, went off injured after twenty minutes and hasn't got the run of 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 time to get maybe to get back to the farm level that he's at. 
uh, played in the club championship and you know was wasn't overly impressive. So I'm not sure what the story is. You know, I think either or, but I I would certainly find a place for for, for Shane Kingston in the starting fifteen. And Alan Cannigan will be some 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 guy to have in reserve. The argument is that this bench has been imp- has, has been improved. Yeah, you know, based on the semi final against well, Glasgow. Well, Alan was back. Yeah, yeah. You, have, yeah. you have Steve McDonald. You have potentially Kingston and Mead on the bench. Yeah. You have Cadigan on the bench, whichever one. Well, Cadigan missed last year. Obviously, was huge last. So, like, he's a big plus. So he's yeah. a plus to have available to them. You know? Yeah, and will will Tim O'Mahony be centre back? Yeah, no shadow of a doubt. He's played all year. No shadow of a doubt. Yeah, he's played all year. Has done well. You know, the 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 question mark I suppose is what 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 who will who will tip play there. You know, I'm not sure what, what's coming out of tipping there. Yeah. Noel McGrath. Uh, I am here in bubbles now. I'd be surprised if they moved Noel McGrath from centre field because he was very good at day against Cork and Park. Isn't it something amazing, Les, that, you know, when I made my debut, Fado Fado, you made yours a good bit before that now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the team was picked Tuesday night. You know, you, like, you knew, you know, who you'd be marking. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Limerick team yeah. was named, or the Cork team yeah. was named. You knew you'd be in a certain con, or Cusick Park, or Limerick, or whatever. And, and here we are in the, yeah. in the age we live in, and the Friday, and the three of us are saying, will he be there, yeah. will he be there? Well, yeah, well, I suppose yeah, the, the players will know. The players yeah. obviously will know who, if they're on or oh, not. The, but I suppose the players within one county will know. But I said the, the, the fact that you can't even go into watch them training now, and the point of view just behind closed doors, yeah. and, you know, people are only hearing, little somebody will hear something, or, and little, a little snippet will get out. You so the fact you... Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can blame for everything. And it's only a reflection also of, you know, Bubbles was 13 all his life, really, and then you hear that he's going to be 11. The, not the changing game, but, you know, the canning debate from a number of years ago, he's full forward, he can be nowhere else. You know, if I, if I was to put what people said 10 years ago, if, when, if canning was moved to centre forward or 10, no way he has to be full forward. Just a reflection of how things have changed as well. If Bubbles is at 11, you know, if Noel McGrath is at 11, which he has been for for Waterford for, 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 or for Tipperary for years anyway, but do you know that, that type of playing through a, a quarterback, if you like, and all, all yeah. that type of thing? So it's, it's interesting to see will he be there because Bubbles could hurt you. Oh, the debate yeah. there is Tim O'Mahony, will do, does he sit, does he go with Bubbles early on? Who's going to cover that space? And Oh, he'll sit. I don't yeah, think, he, I think yeah. he'll sit very but deep. Bubbles and, bubbles and Murdy. He could, he could. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's yeah. why you're relying on one of the defenders to, or the centre fielders yeah. to come back and help you yeah. out. I think Tim... centre forward. So now. Cargo playing with a yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. I think you... <laughs> <laughs> get, I knew, I knew, I knew we'd get there. I knew we'd get there. Just, just on tip, lads, just to, to move along a small bit. I suppose, look, like Liam has come back, like brave car, like. But we all know Liam, like you know, I mean, top bloke, like and uh, good mate at this stage of mine. And, and like I, I have to say, I raised eyebrows when I heard he was going back. You know, I didn't. But I suppose once he was available, the Tip County Board jumped at it really. You know. Um, but he straight away, I, I would have felt like you know they won a minor All Ireland uh, in sixteen. They won a twenty one All Ireland probably against the head last year. No, let's face it, mm-hmm. against probably a better Cork team. I would I would straight up say, but like you know he straight away named Shamey as captain, Noel as vice captain. You know, and he hasn't blooded too many of the Jake Morris. Fair enough, you know, but. The Marcures, the Joe Browns, the Paddy Cadells. We haven't seen too much of them in the league, you know, Barry Heffernan a bit, but he's older, like Barry, he's 23 or 4. Like, I wonder, is like, is there a case of that Liam, there was a good bit of talk about him, all I said last night, that, you know, is he putting faith on the guys who served him well before? Oh, I've no doubt. I've no doubt he's gone, he's gone back to the tried and trusted guys, and I think that um, he's, you know, and I think there's, a, there's probably a great trust and bond between between that group of players and, and, uh, and Liam. Uh, and that's probably the one thing that I would have came in. I would have thought he had the base of a of of uh, of, of the minor team in the twenty ones to to build on. But I would think probably if, uh, wouldn't be surprised that his starting fifteen that'll start on Sunday won't have any of of last year's under twenty one team playing. You know, even though there's eleven have been playing, I think you know you look at over the years you look at Brian Cody. You always introduce one or two. You know, you you need to you need to freshen things up all the time. And I just think that like he's going there with. Going back to Detroit and trusted with no no young fellas coming in, like you know, and I think that I think that's a bit of a gamble, you know. But at the same, at the same time, you know, it's not a surprise because he's yeah. he's worked very closely with them. Yeah, it's a gamble, but I think the reason he's going to Detroit and trusted is because he probably has deciphered himself that the other guys are not ready. You know, I don't think a guy is necessarily <coughs> led and said by a minor or a twenty-one All Ireland winning team. If you go with your best players, whether they're whatever age they are, you know, and I think that sometimes there can be an outside perception that you need to push forward those guys that have won a minor, the won a 21, I think Gerard's right in that, I think Morris will be the only guy involved perhaps on on, on, um, on Sunday that is involved in some capacity over the last couple of years um, in terms of 21s, so 
I think Liam is a clever fella, like very, very shrewd man. The only danger there is is, and in management, and you're an extremely forceful personality yourself, Anthony, you're involved in management. The players wouldn't want to lean on on Liam as well. This kind of messiah figure that comes into a a job or returns sometimes. It's important to empower the players to absolutely drive it on. I think that's the reason behind the Callan captaincy, the Noel McGrath captaincy, or the vice captaincy, if you like. And uh, you know, sometimes you know, bringing Eamon O'Shea is back, if you like. So then that's greeted with great kind of you know, absolute you know praise in, in Tipperary. I, I heard Owen Kelly's in doing a bit of free taking. You know, you have the whole sponsorship element of of the Tenio group and the group set up with Alan Quinlan and and Noel Quinn and. It's almost kind of whatever will happen here, no stone will be left unturned. We'll want for nothing in terms of resources. And that can bring its own kind of outside pressures, which often permeate its way into a group. So that can be difficult as well. But all the things you associate with, with Sheedy in terms of ferocity of approach, honesty of approach, work ethic, and then being a smart man at the same time, you'd expect them to see it throughout the championship. Waterford and Tip were the two teams that didn't qualify last year. And... You know, you'd expect Tipperary to put some sort of stamp. And I think Liam, not that he's cute, but he would know also that the potency or the potential potency of a forward line that includes Bubbles, John McGrath, Noel McGrath, Bonner Marr, Jamie Callan, Jason Ford, Dan McCormick as the workhorse, allied to a half-back line of Brendan Marr, Porrig, Marr, Ronan Marr. <laughs> you know, they're, they're okay, aren't they? <laughs> Until you this article for Saturday, is going to be torn up anyway, I'm to listen to this. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's you know you're saying I, I was forceful during I used to have an old catchphrase like we'll guide it lads, you drive it, yeah, and I, and it's I suppose true. you were accused and I was accused yeah. of being loyal to fellas, yeah. you know, in the my yeah. days that I was too loyal to some yeah, lads. Yeah, I watched the debate when when, when when in the situation, you know, when when even this year with myself at Water to Water and more free or or this, and I know I didn't help myself by saying it myself if you like, you know, almost making it easier for people not to criticise you if you like, but. You know, sometimes it's it's even though we're accused of complexity of approach. Sometimes it's a very simple approach, really, in terms of that dressing room in in, in Welsh Park, the dressing room in Parky Creeve, they'll be humming with intensity based on old-fashioned work ethic, and the game plan will, will follow all those particular old-fashioned methods. You know that yourself. So, yeah, you're right. The players have to drive it ultimately, and it'll be the same in Northern Park on Saturday evening. Good Jesus, listen to you there, I can't wait for the first 20 minutes of these two, it's like, you think cock and tip, like, I, and I'm thinking of the ball running, and I'm trying to watch everything that's going on, I want to watch it all, like. Yeah, and I expect there's no doubt Tipper going to come down with all guns blazing, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, it's, it's, you know, that's the challenge when you go away, like, and, and to, to take, on the, take on the home team, um, you know, they've, they've had a, they've had a, kind of a, a dormant couple of years, and like, and as I say, with all the, all the talk and everything around Sheedy coming down, like, on their day, they're, they're, they, these these forwards are lethal, and they showed that in Parky Ring that day in the league match. Like you know, I think Cork will have to like bit like a bit like the box will have to take it for the first twenty minutes and see see what what that tip are going to come with. Uh, but I'd be hoping that they'd be able to take that and turn it around and uh, expose you know the the lack of Cork of serious pace in the forward line. Like there's some guys there who they will burn you and really take it on. And I think that as the game goes on, I think that uh, hopefully that they'll be in a position to to expose Tipperary's back line. The Cork goalie is back and the Cork team saw to come out with a home win there. Yeah, going to go against the grain. Not popular. I was in the Glen, Glen Rovers last week. I was nearly booed out of it. That <laughs> I felt Tip would win. I just, you know, it's a little bit of doubt for me. Not not about the caliber of the the core players. Not about the potential of the core players. But just in terms of um, the two week running or the two and a half week running, just I just feel Tipperary will get something out of a draw or a win. Yeah, I I I suppose just to throw my bit in, I. I think Cork will win. I think, I actually think Liam, going back in, had an opportunity to blood more of these guys and maybe look at it as there's no real pressure year one. Mm. Uh, think ahead, like rather than starting next year if he, if it doesn't go well this year. Uh, I'm not so sure. Like you, you're talking about a team that stopped the the drive for five in ten. This is ten seasons on. And an awful, an awful lot of reliability being put on these guys, like in 2019, and I just think I I'm thinking the likes of you know Fitzgibbon, Corman, you know Kingston if he's there, um, you know Luke Mead, Sean I don't know the pace of Sean I don't know like I mean watching that match back last year, Sean I don't know who came out with a couple of balls from cornerback like and some of the tip forwards that will be renowned in the past for being fast, let's say Bonner, let's say Shamey. 
He went one yards, two mm. yards, three yards away from him, you know, to pop a hand pass out to Coleman, who took off, and he went one yard, two yards, three yards. Mm. I, just, I just think if Cork stick to it, I, I do think there'll be ferocity. There will, yeah, 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 yeah. If Cork stick yeah, to it, they, yeah, could, they yeah. could wear him down. Yeah, but we haven't mentioned Hoggy there, like in, in any of our conversation, I suppose, from the point of view of what he's bringing to Cork and I don't, I suppose, from a worry, maybe the concern that, you know, over the years, Cahill Barrett has a good record marking against him. And, you know, Cork do rely on Hoggy, you know, to get the scores that, uh, you know, as well as the freeze, as he's a 9 out of 10 or 10 man, like he gets most of them. But from play, he's a, he's a huge leader. And I just, I just, Cork need to be, I'd just be, try to be cute on, on Sunday if they could with the placing of Hoggy, because I think Kyle Barrett goes man, man to man in him. Uh, I think they need to be on their toes to try to get the most out of that. But there might be nothing wrong with Hoggy at eleven. Hoggy at eleven, Hoggy at fourteen, because it puts a question mark of if 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 yes. if if, yeah. if Kyle Barrett is to go into full back, where does James Barry go? You know, yeah, so yeah. he's going to going to a cornerback situation that he wouldn't be the most comfortable at. So I think there's I think the matchups will be good. They'll be they'll be interesting in relation to who who takes up who, like you know. But I think it's important as well as the. The, you know, one, as the leaders, the, the Lee Hands and the, the Harnadies and, the, you know, the Fiskibbles and the Colmans all playing well, Hoggy is crucial to think. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say it's just, it's mowed water and, and uh, we just can't wait. I suppose, before, I suppose, again, just think, uh, maybe from Liam's point of view, just going back to what you were saying, Derek, I think he will, I think a huge part of it on Sunday will be he'll look for a big performance. Yeah. Even if he doesn't win the game, I think the performance as to how they play to take it on to the next couple of matches, I think would be huge for him. You know, if they if they play well and really put it up to him, I think he's got something to to build on the next three matches. There, I think if uh, if if things go against him and with a with a poor performance, which I, which I'd be surprised if that happens, um, that might be a worry. I agree, but there's not one bit of shady that countenances me not one of the top three coming out of us. I know, I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's not, let's not say this is year one of, of a project. Like, it's year one of year one, you know, as you said about Watford a few weeks ago, it's year one, like, and it's the same with, with Tip and, 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 and Sheedy. And look, I look back to my own first year in 2014, Shane B. Pendergast, Steve Malumphy, Shane Walsh, all the lads we say that I left out in 2015, I left out, they retired some of them as well. You feel under a certain kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're almost not handed a team, but you feel you need to involve them in some capacity and make, you know, raises questions about your own kind of management style when you feel you need to have them involved, are you overly loyal or not? But I think he's loyal to the point where he thinks the other guys are not ready. I think there's a bit of there's a bit of um talk behind it. Yeah. Okay. And anyway some of these young lads, uh, when you go out, you know, I, I was just talking about it there that you know, you think you go through the National League and oh, I'm able for this and this isn't too bad and you know what? This is kind of like, it's not too much of a step up from under 21 or even a really good club semi-final or a county final and you go out into the Monster Championship and it's, good Jesus, <laughs> what's on here? Like, I'm after, my jab is not working here at all. I'm after, someone is hitting me in their brother as the famous Christian brother said about the boxing match. You know, it's just such a step up. Uh, lads, we, 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 we'll have to look, I suppose, uh, Three monster monster men here, but obviously, Joe, we've had a good look at at what goes on in Leinster, uh, and I'm sure I know Derek, you you'll be looking at everything. Like, and obviously, there's a, a, ma- a massive, massive one tomorrow night, um, in in Nolan Park, you know. And we've we've read so much over the last few weeks about the Kenny injury list. I wonder what's what's the what's the thought process. I wonder, like, with with the dubs, we'll say now going in there and things. Keno Callan, huge loss, obviously, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, that you know, you will you ever get a better chance to beat them? Yeah, there's, there's probably an expectation, I suppose, over because of the injury situation in Kilkenny, you know, that has turned it a, a bit in, um, I suppose, in Dublin's favour. That if there's if there's ever a chance of winning in, in Kilkenny, and, and you know, to have a the record against Kilkenny in Northern Park is, is poor. I think they've only won once in your time against them in the last number of years, like over the last number of years that they're so. But this is a great opportunity. Just like they've, you know, they've, it looks, you know, things looked to be in a good place. I think, they, I think Matty has brought his style, the coolest style, into the setup. They've seemed to have bought into what he's trying to do. Uh, it's hard to play against. It's, 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 it's not easy. Uh, they've had the benefit of playing in Nolan Park in the league quarter, league quarter final uh, against Limerick, and uh, there is, there is, a, there's, a, there's a great chance for them. But you know, we're, we've, we've, well, we've been all there so often, writing Cody off in a situation or writing Kilkenny off. Like it's, you do it at your peril. <laughs> But it does look like, you know, you take out the, you know, the best goalie for me in, in the last couple of years, both shot-stopping and scoring points, that the influence that he has. You're going to have a new full-back probably. A centre-back is out. 
you know, they're, they're bringing Walter Walsh by all accounts up the field. Richie Hogan has preparations being poor. So if there's ever a chance that Dublin have, are going to do it, yeah, what this I'm is here is there might be a lineup, we'll say, of uh, Paddy Deegan on Rush, edge of the square, and then um, Hugh Lawler maybe on Denny Sutcliffe, centre back, centre forward. You'd have to be thinking advantage Dublin. Like, you know, you'd still look up the other end and say, you'd say Walter Walsh, TJ, and Young Mullen. Who's obviously a beautiful talent to watch, I think could be a candidate for young hurler of the year, depending on their year, obviously. Um, so, and I, I hear, what I'm hearing is that in the club games that were played under the Con Finley continued on his all our club form, final yeah. form, you yeah. know, was outstanding. Like, but that'll be an intrigue among himself. Well, that'll, going along, oh, like. that'll be that, that. Yeah, interesting one for me is they actually, for the first time ever, Kilkenny actually trained during the club championship, you know, which is you often hear the article being preached that. It's club only, you know, they actually train during the club championship, it's unheard of. So there's obviously kind of a, a strategy in place there to try and be right, feeling that they're not right. Um, I won't say there's an exaggeration with the injuries, but Conor Delaney, I don't think he played full-back last year. Paddy Welch was full-back last year for, for, for Kilkenny, there was a debate around that. Well, Murphy's a serious loss, but I still think from 8 to 15, they're still serious enough. Probably looking at Conor Ford, Ian Richie Lahey in the middle of the field, and then forward, that includes Walter Welch, Richie Hogan, TJ Reid, Colin Fenley, Ger Elward, Billy Ryan, still dangerous enough, still potent enough. If they can, you know, and possible two debutants in the, in the full back line, Tommy Welsh and, and Hugh Lawler, perhaps if there's going to be a change over Paddy Deegan with Paul Murphy. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one for me because, you know, the, the debate is a similar one to ours last year in terms of the, the media perception around the injuries is that it's almost created this kind of air in Kilkenny and beyond of. You know, unexpected. You know, when they're not expected to do anything, <laughs> I've just seen it too many times. When they're not expected to do anything, tell us about it. <laughs> when they're not expected to do anything. But yeah, having said that, there has to be an element of we have the same caliber of person on the field and and is injured, if you like. So there has to be an element of realism as well. So I'm in between in terms of of predictions. I'm also in between on the whole conveyor belt of talent in the Kenny. Like you know, I'm I'm. I'm I'm right back at the at the cutting edge of it in terms of the colleges at the moment and Kieran's you know, they've won five five of the last six All Ireland. They'll tell you there's nothing coming through then, you know. <laughs> so we're basing our team in Waterford on two colleges all Ireland that we won in the last fifty years, so you know, I'm I'm kind of in between on that as well. So it's the most interesting match of the weekend for me. Yeah, and just thinking back to my own days there what the dubs like sometimes I often felt when there wasn't a word about the dubs like you know that the, there was no pressure I, I'll never forget in, in 2012 we, we met him in Port Leash and I was watching there was Marty Morris he used to have a Friday night J show you know a prediction show and he'd always have three guests on so I'm sitting at home like we're not training or we'd finished up Thursday night and fresh now for Sunday lads and had our best team available uh, per se like and uh Two of the three guests Dublin win. And I just sitting there. I looked. I looked at Eilish and I said, "We're in trouble here." I said, "You know," and, and just never showed up, of course. And and uh, that that is a bit of a worry in my head. I like, I don't know what influence Matty has on that kind of thing. And, and uh, you know. yeah, I, I presume that the cooler though, the cooler the the influence in that and within the dressing room, like they've they've been there before, and you know they've they've won two club all Ireland's, like you know what I mean. So that, you know, bringing that confidence and you know that, that that they can compete and win at this level definitely has to come through at some stage like I would have been quite similar to you in, in, in that view um, probably would have been better off to go down under the radar nice and quietly because I think this, again this sets up their, their season like they, they've got to go they play Wexford the following the following week you know mm-hmm. they get a result on Saturday night they Wexford at home and they're going to beat Carlo, so that's there's your potentially six points that in the bag to get into the quarter final yeah. and play in the Leinster final. So it has huge, huge momentum, huge bearings, like you know. So, but I think Galway will will will, will come through, and it's wide open um, between Dublin and Wexford. I think it's too, just too close to call, and that game in Parnell Park will will have a huge bearing on it. But the you know before we get to that Saturday night and how, again how they play and how they perform when there's no. Small bit of expectation in relation to the people now expecting him maybe to get a result on Saturday night. I presume he'll 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 try and man mark TJ. Just say TJ's probably going to be eleven. Mm-hmm. He'll try and man mark TJ and leave Sean Moore and sit in in the pocket like like the cooler style. Yeah, like, that's know. what. Yeah, I suppose. Who do you who do you man mark TJ yeah, with though? Yeah, you know, interesting one there is Owen O'Donnell picked him up last year. So now yeah. O'Donnell is playing so well at fullback. Well, you see, Keno Callan's out. Like. Yeah, so it's going to be that's the interesting one for me. What he do there because Sean Moore sat last year, but they were still able to have. 
that full full back in situ behind that, but that wasn't that on. Obviously, I can't remember who was the full back. It was Keen. It was Keen O'Callaghan. Yeah. yeah. Apologies. Yeah. So that would be interesting. You know, the, the general perception is that Ronald O'Donnell has been the star player at full back of the league campaign. That he's kind of he mans the centre there, but you know he might need to play balance against that taking down TJ because. TJ doesn't like being man marked. You know, he loves to be say, to say that you know centre forward and go wander from centre forward and not be man marked. Now Cody sometimes has a tendency to throw him into the corner at the start of the game. He might throw him over wing forward. He he he'll get him into the game where he can. So that'll be the interesting matchup for me. I think O'Donnell will play three. I don't think they'll put him out on TJ Reid at all. I think it'll be too much of a risk they can't, to I take him out. They, they can't do it now with Keane missing, yeah, really. Well, you, know. you might see Shane Barrett. Is it Shane Barrett? Yeah. They could possibly go there. And then someone else might swing back. Someone else swing back. Swing back. And yeah. slip Sean Warren in, in, in as a, an out and out seven defender, if you like. But Dublin have the athleticism, particularly Noel Park, to be able to get up and down the field and make it a bit more fluid, perhaps, than it was against Limerick. The danger, I will say, is that that's the barometer for most people's perception about them Dublin and once that doesn't permeate its way to the group the, the true to the group um, you know they, they should bring a big good performance albeit I still think the Cats based on a kind of low expectancy based on tradition will get over the line Joe, do you think the Dubs could come out of it? I do I do give them a, a great chance but again I just saw it just, we've seen it over the years Kenny and Nolan Park like, you know, we're just we've, we've all been there in, in, in all different capacities playing and as managers like you know what I mean um, you know it's just that they're so difficult to beat there like you know but I think if if, um, if Dublin get the result and they won't get a better opportunity you know with those no. guys missing Owen Murphy especially they won't get a better opportunity and if they can take it I think the whole season opens up for them yeah, it's a huge day for Darren Brennan, like getting into goal, like isn't it? it just it's a well, a new fullback. You'd love to have a, an experienced yeah. fullback in front of you when you're playing in goal. Have a new guy coming in for your first game. You'd love to have a, you know, an experienced guy in there. He has Paul Murphy on one side. You know, I suppose Paddy Deegan wouldn't be renowned for playing fullback in many of the matches if he is going in there, or even Hugh Lauder if he does play there. So yeah. like that whole access there, like gives Dublin a lot of hope. Like if they can get the ball into Rushy, he will cause problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have a great chance. Um, I'll never forget though having finally beaten them in 13 which I thought had never happened to me in my time like outside, outside of that whole league final like we would have taken that too at the time but having finally beaten them um, as our bus was pulling out Tommy Walsh and I think it was Brian Hogan were walking up the street in Port Leash I'd say going for an old beer uh, and I said to, to Richie Stakelham I said if they can beat Tipperary next week they are some bunch of men no, of course that was Tipperary, <laughs> and like, but just even asking them about asking Jackie about that afterwards, and and Eddie like this, just Tip coming in, whether we were down to our last legs, they weren't going coming into Northern Park beating us, and of course they did turn around. Okay, they Cork beat them afterwards, but they they just the, the pride in, in in not losing in their own in their own stadium worries me. But I I do give the Dubs a, a fair chance. I presume Salt Hill will be. Galway win. Oh yeah, uh, you know that Galway will. Galway will, will. I think will. You know, hopefully, and hope, hopefully, Carroll will perform. I like to, from the point yeah. of view, they need to be competitive in in all the games because it'll probably all the other four teams will be looking at beating Carroll and having two points, and then you know they need another one or if not two victories. Where and how, and how are we going to get those? But uh, you know, it's probably the first. Obviously, Joe's not playing. Um, you know, people have been talking about the, you know who's going to stand up for Galway, but they're just the strength and depth is too good. Like you know what I mean. So um, they're starting in a nice, a nice run for them. Get that two points in the bag. Um, you know, and then they play Wexford at home, where they'll be very confident of of winning as well. You know, Wexford have a fierce tough draw. They've got to go to Galway and go to Dublin in their first two matches. Like and you know, if you don't get results up there, all of a sudden, you know, you're saying when are we going to get the two points? And you've got Kilkenny coming in your last match, yeah. so it's very difficult for them. So I think Galway, Galway will start, uh, and all they want to do, I'd say, is try to get into the middle of June in contention and get Joe back to to, to into their ranks. Yeah, the Carlo thing, Derek. I was in Tullamore. I went specifically to Tullamore to see uh, themselves in Offaly in that you know uh, promotion playoff for all the world or stay in Division One playoff. And like the scenes at the final whistle, even you know, and they won a Christie ring two, three years ago, was it? And then won Joe McDonough last year, and of course the GA only gave him a week before they played Limerick, like you know, absolute crazy stuff. Um, but isn't it all like probably the only way, thing we can see for them is is back to Joe McDonough next year, like and all the progress and the great work. Yeah, and I think there's a realism amongst the Carroll squad that that is the case. So you know, but why do we do it? Like, why are we involved? Why are teams involved in Joe McDonough? Why are they involved in? The Leinster Championship, because 
we love it like and, and I know nobody likes contradicting myself nobody likes getting get a hiding every week but I think there's an awareness there amongst the, uh, the, the Cardo players I heard Bonner interviewed after one of the games like we're learning and we're learning fast you know and that's the real message there performance levels just have to be measured as opposed to results believe you I mean there'll be one game we'll talk about this year where Carlo in, in one of the four games there'll be one game where we'll be talking about the merits of Carlo's performance and how he performed because they're, they're going about it the right way in terms of strength and condition in terms of preparation good man over him a man that knows how to mix fun and proper preparation so I think there's a they're on the one track and, and, and they know what they're doing and they'll be going out I read column saying during the week that it's there all Ireland and but they'll be they'll be preparing in the same manner as every other intercounty team are preparing over the weekend, and they just have to live with the consequences of some of the results that might come their way in an even-handed kind of manner. No different than if they were victories or defeats, and I think they'll do that because they have the steadiness over them to do that, and they have the steadiness of players. The Galway one is more interesting for me in that I could only name maybe five or six players to play in the other national to play consistently with Galway during the championship. So it's an ideal scenario for Galway in terms of maybe give Joseph Coney 20 minutes off the bench on Sunday or if he plays, maybe give Johnny Glynn if he's home. You know, slow integration of the players back into the, where's Adrian Tuvey, where's Dolly Burke, where's David Burke. You know, an ideal scenario as a manager as well. We were always kind of known as being one-man show here. So the forwards getting together as a group and basically saying, we're going to, you know, we're ready to drive this thing whole thing on. You know, 2017 wasn't a flash in the pan. We're not over-reliant on Joe. And then midsummer. If they're one of the three, Joe comes seamlessly back into it. For me, it's it's set up for Galway to have a good championship. Yeah, and one of the things I thought I took out of the league was that Carl Mannion at midfield. Like I thought, I was a really yeah. one that is the yeah, is the nearly the jump out. If you say yeah. what worked in the league for certain teams. Yeah, I was up at the Walsh Cup match between Dublin and Galway. Went to it. We were in Dublin that weekend. I was happy. I Jeez, I can't remember, I was up there, up there or something anyway, but I said we'd win on a typical romantic day on a Sunday, so I went to Dublin and Galway and Manny was midfield that day. And I just said to myself, Jesus, there's something in this, because it might allow Johnny Coney to go wing back, cornerback, potentially pick up man mark guys if they want. It might allow David Burke go to the forwards as well, so lots of potential. But he can, he's the same as Barron in that he can, he can control a game from the middle of the field, score from the middle of the field. He'll score as much from the middle of the field as he would from, from corner forward. Yeah, that's for sure. That's great stuff. Uh, Mine and knowledge. Uh, great, great chat. And uh, hopefully we, we, we do it again soon. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll have a, a weekend that we can uh, savor. We had we had the Champions League uh, during the week, and and uh, Larry Ryan is here in the studio here with us. Uh, good, good Arsenal man. And we had the intermediate uh, semi-finals last night as well. And so, uh, but we we want this. We know the game we want, uh, and uh, this is the start of it. So we're we're. Uh, we're like children on Christmas Eve here, so uh, great stuff, boys. I, I won't thank you for coming because you should be thanking me for coming, Jared, all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you for a cold Guinness after the game. You're lovely. Enjoy that one. Okay. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.